Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your guest host today, Erin Cook. And today we are going to discuss the cost of running our household. So do you know how much it costs to run your household? Are cost effective? If not, let's look at that and make sure that we are the biggest bang for our buck here. So we're going to talk about the costing involved in our expenses when it comes up to our house and maybe how we can save a few bucks. Lots of little tricks and tips that we can do to save some money. And some you probably know and others you're going to be shocked. So it's awesome. So how you spend your money plays a large role in the overall health of your finances. Too much spending, too many expenses, too many maxed out credit cards will all affect your ability to pay down debt, to save for the future. What about unexpected costs? Can you cover those? What if something huge came up right now? Would you be okay? I don't know how huge, but I might be okay if it was a grand. I got a credit card. Oh, the thing I just talked about. What if something children? Could you cover an expense there? What about one of your pets? What if your dog got sick? God forbid died because that's expensive too. What happened to your house? What if you needed windows, doors? What if you sprung a leak somewhere? What if you needed new furniture? What if something happened to your vehicle? I know we have insurance on a house. I know we can have insurance on ourselves. I know we can get pet insurance. We did talk about that a while back. But car insurance, unless it's related to an accident or incident with the vehicle that's covered, what if my engine went? What if my windshield got cracked? I probably have a deductible. What's my deductible? Could I afford that? So having money, being financially sound, if that's not where you're at, that's a scary thing. So it costs a lot to live within our means, which is what we want to do. But we want to create a household budget. Creating a household budget will allow us to be financially responsible and successful and will potentially allow us to avoid many of these money issues. Because if we have an emergency fund set up or we have some kind of insurance that will cover some things, but then again, some things aren't covered. And even though you have insurance, I mean, let's talk about the last few days here in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, we've had some pretty nasty wind. It's been wild. So uh, they've had warnings out that the wind advisory is out there. I had a tree come down. My neighbor and I kind of share these trees. Believe it or not, the property line goes through the middle of the trees. Well, we aren't going to separate a tree. Well, I put my fence on my side, left the trees on his side. Well, one of those trees came down last night. Thank goodness it went his way. It landed on nothing. If it came my way, it would have taken out my fence, my shed, and they're huge, huge, probably 100 years old, probably would have taken out part of my roof of my house. So I have insurance, right? I have insurance for the house. The insurance might have cost some of the fence, maybe the shed. It would have covered the roof, but what would I have done until the insurance came in? It could be 24, 48, 72 hours a week, whatever, right? So would I have money to go somewhere so that my family's safe? Because you couldn't live in a house if your roof came down, right? And people have lost parts of the roof, tiles off the roof, repairs they've been doing, and you have to have the money to cover that while your insurance is doing its thing. So having an emergency fund is sometimes a good thing. So everybody has wants. Everybody has needs. Every population around the world is basically the same. And we're willing to spend money, our hard-earned money, to have those things. To have your house or your apartment or your condo or your motorhome or your trailer, whatever it is that you want. To have your vehicle, whatever vehicle that may be. Or a fun or a want, right? Sometimes we want something instead of need. So we kind of need to have that money. 
According to Statistics Canada in 2013, the average Canadian household spent just over $79,000 in total. So for your household, 58500 and change of that was on consumption. So that means it was used to purchase household items like food, shelter, transport. So to give you a little bit of an idea of where these costs and where your money's actually going in your house. So food. The food is about 13% of your income, which is around seven to $8,000 per year. Shelter is around 16000 which is 27 to 28% of your household income. Household operations. So maintaining the house costs about 4000 a year, 7%. Furniture and equipment, only about 1900 Woohoo! That's about 3.5%. Cool, unless you're a huge shopper. I'm just going with the average. So if you're a shoeaholic, you might be spending triple this. But clothing on average was 3500 a year, which is about 6% of your income. Transportation was 12000 That's about the second highest thing other than your rent or mortgage. So 12000 which is 20% of your income. Healthcare. Now, if you're in Canada, it's covered, right? A lot of stuff. If you're in the States, you don't have coverage. This could be a lot more for you. But health care in Canada was about 2400 a year, which is 4% of our income. Granted, our urgency, doctor, things like that are covered. But you, unless you have special insurance, you won't have dental, eyeglasses, maybe ear. Um, you probably won't have prescription, over-the-counter, herbal, things like that. So unless you have a certain... Uh, extra insurance, that's what they're talking about when it comes to health care. Personal care. So anything you want, I might buy maybe some hair products, some mousse, shampoos, soap, things like that, about 1200 a year, which is 2%. Recreation, which is a whole other topic coming up, but about $3,900 a year or 6.5% of your income. Education for your uh, eager beavers out there, and I include myself. I think I've been educating since about four, age four. Uh, I like to learn. I like to go to school. I like to take in services, anything that's going on. Education on average was about 1500 a year. But if you're in school, it's going to be a lot more if you're actually taking an active full-time program. So that was about 2.5%. Printed materials, so books, newspapers, magazines, people like to get. That was about $200 a year or 30% of your income. Tobacco and alcohol, on average, were $1,300 a year. Uh, it could be about 2.5%. Now, if you're a huge smoker, now this is on average about a couple packs a week. Today, as you know, it's a lot more than that. We already talked about alcohol, tobacco, and marijuana. And now that Marijuana Canada, that percentage is probably up. But it'll definitely be up for those that are participating. So those of you that like to play the lottery, play some slots here in Canada, do some fun stuff like that, about $200 a year. So about 30% of your income. Unless you're a huge gambler, but there is a line to help you with that too. And miscellaneous. So any extra stuff. And by the way, I have dogs. Three of them actually. So that would be my miscellaneous, about 1500 a year, about 2.5%. Mine's probably a little higher than that. But on any miscellaneous, so a pet, um, I don't know, buying your kid a bike, something like that. Anything miscellaneous, something you like. Maybe you're a collector. I collect pianos, not big ones. So I have a curio cabinet full of pianos. Sometimes I like to buy one of those. So that's your miscellaneous. So generally speaking, the majority of the annual household expenses are for necessary goods and services. So the expenses like recreation, tobacco, alcohol, and gambling, that's minority categories. And I know you're thinking, but I do that a lot. But it doesn't cost as much. When you think about your rent or your mortgage, that's pretty high sometimes. You could pay a thousand dollars a month. You could pay double. If you live in Toronto, you could pay two to three thousand dollars for even a flat or something like that. Because if you're in the heart city, the metropolis, you could be paying a lot more. So depending on where you live in Canada, we'll also look at what's the average rent. I mean, I have the top 10 places in Canada that are the cheapest. Now, I'm not going to be moving to any of these. I'm quite happy with where I'm at. In my little St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, I don't think we're too bad, although we're not top 10. Uh, starting in order of 10 down to 1, cheapest places, the Winnipeg, Manitoba is number 10. Rent's about $1,300 a month. Edmonton, Alberta, 
again, number nine, about $1,300 a month. Barrie, Ontario is about $1,300 a month. Really, there's less than $40 difference between these three places. Halifax, Nova Scotia is number seven. They're $1,238 a month. Charlottetown, PEI, $1,173 a month. Abbotsford, British Columbia, $1,163 a month. I think that's where my niece might be, somewhere near there. Hamilton, Ontario, not too far from me, $1,086 a month for rent. Montreal, Quebec, $1,085. Ooh, $1 difference. Quebec City, Quebec, 914 on average for a one-bedroom apartment. Cheapest place to live in Canada, Moncton, New Brunswick, 893 on average dollars a month for a one-bedroom apartment. Now, if you're living in a house, three-bedroom house, probably not going to pay that, but it will still be cheaper. So, um, depending on what you're paying or where you're living, you might find that your expenses can be a little better or not. But you might not want to move. So, we can absolutely stay where we're at and we can learn to maybe save some money elsewhere. Okay. So, when you look at your expenses and your home, um, we're going to talk about the top three expenses that we have when we come back from our break. So we're going to go to the first break of the show, and when we come back, we're going to talk about those expenses. So you are listening to Karen Cook today on the Inspire Choices Network, Financially Speaking, and we'll be right back after the break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. This is your guest host, Karen Cook, today on the Inspired Choices Now, and we are discussing the cost of running our household. So before we break, we were talking about the 10 cheapest places to live in Canada. Uh, so I'm not saying move. Let's talk about our expenses now and see where we can save money. So the top three expenses anywhere you live, anywhere in the world, are the same. Shelter is number one. On average, we spend around 28% of our total expenses on our homes. This, of course, includes all types of home costs from mortgage payments to rent. So depending on where you live, that 27% on average is what you're going to pay. And it doesn't matter. You could live in a cheaper place, a metropolis like Toronto or Ottawa. You could live in a little town it's called St. Thomas, Ontario, you are going to pay 27, 28% of your total income on your house, apartment, home, condo, wherever it is. So that's the first one. The second one is transportation. 
We spend about 1% of our household budget going towards cars, gas, and or public transportation. With cars, we have wear and tear. We have oil changes. We get the brakes done. We have insurance. God forbid the windows crack or something breaks down. So we're spending that. And if you're taking public transportation, if you're taking a bus, that's great. That's probably the cheapest mode, probably the longest mode because you're waiting for it. You have to go. So you could be a long time on the bus. Good time to get some reading and work done. But uh, cheaper. But sometimes you don't have time for that. You might take a cab or an Uber or maybe a limo. I don't know. Or have a driver. So on average, we are spending about 20.55% of our household budget going towards our transportation. And of course, the third one, third largest expense, no surprise, is food. You have to eat. And food is expensive. And I think it's getting worse. They say it's going to jump. Oh, my goodness. And what can you do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. You have to eat. So as we've gone over in past shows, couponing, price matching, buying things on sale, buying in bulk, not throwing, unless you're not going to use it, not throwing out food, it's what you waste that can cause a lot of financial burden. We spend about 13.6% of our total expense on food. And you can't, three expenses, you have to pay for them. You have to have somewhere to live, have to have a mode of transportation, and you have to eat. So these three things are never going to change. They're always going to be the majority of our budget. It's just a matter of how can we save? How can we be cost effective? Do you have a household budget? Do you know what your expenses are every month? I know my utilities. I know my satellite. I know my internet, it doesn't change. And for my utilities, I'm on the budget. So I always pay the same amount every year. And I've been really good at going down with my usage. So I get about a month and a half where I don't pay that. So one month's usually free. And the other month, I only pay a few dollars because I'm getting really good at that. But the month budget stays the same. I don't have them lower it. I would rather have money back at the end of the year or have a month free because I paid too much then try and catch up. I would rather not have a three, $400 bill. So I do leave, right? That's like money in the bank. Yay. <laughs> so if you don't have a household budget, you kind of need one. Because when you write stuff down and you see it on paper, you would be so surprised at how much you can cut. Wow, I guess I didn't need that Big Mac. I guess I could have gone without that coffee. I guess I really didn't need that 18th pair of shoes this month. That was too much money. So you can really look at where you can save. So when you're looking at your budget, there are things you can't change. You can't change your rent, your mortgage, your insurance. You have If you pay a car every month, you're paying a fee to lease a car, lease to own. You can't change that. Well, you can, but you don't want to change it to the point where it's going to ding you kind of thing, right? Food. That's a constant changing thing. But if you have a budget, you go, man, I can only spend $100 on food or 200 on food. You really have to look at what you're buying and how to make it cost effective. Thank goodness places price match because driving around used to be a great way to save money. But what are you spending on gas? Because gas is up. So you want to be cost effective with your transportation, your shelter, and your food. What if you have a house with leaky windows and doors? When you hear that sound of the wind coming in, you're losing heat and you have to have the heat higher to make it warmer. And in the summer, you need the air on cooler. So stealing windows and things like that, getting new windows, again, cost effective, but you have to budget for that. So it's good to have an emergency fund so that you can go, you know what, let's just do our bedroom this year. We'll do those. those. Next year, we'll do the next bedroom and so on, because you might not be able to afford it all at once. So understanding how your household budget works is a great way to stay on track. And it does curve your spending habits because sometimes if you think, I don't have that and I really should stick to my budget, and you can keep track of how much you're putting in your cart, you might go, you know what, I'm not going to do that today. I don't need that video game. I don't need that DVD. I don't need that CD. I don't need that karaoke machine, which would be my big old splurge. But have a budget, you are more apt to stick to it, right? And if you're a, you're kind of a shop, like it, I buy it, 
If you have a list, it keeps you to it. And knowing that you have to write it down and account for it kind of changes the way you shop. When I see what I'm spending money on, sometimes I think, oh, I didn't need pizza once, twice this month, right? Because it gets costly, but darn, that's my Achilles heel when it comes to food. So I do try and find cheaper places. Or if they're having a customer appreciation day and it's $5 pizza, or if it's a Tuesday and they're having better deals, I always go with the deals. Found a place on Saturday, 15 bucks large pizza. Oh, my God, can't go wrong. It was delicious. So that's good because normally I'd pay like $25. So it's cost efficient. Um, and, of course, the real estate market is different in every city, every province, every state. So the amount you spend on shelter and accommodations might be different from a person who lives not too far from you or in a different location. But if you're happy where you are, we're going to have some tips soon, pretty much half the show, which we're going to talk about saving money. Okay, So don't get excited. Moncton, New Brunswick, to pay $900 a month on a one-bedroom apartment. Here in St. Thomas, you can get a one-bedroom apartment cheaper than that. Probably close. And yes, it would be decent. Don't forget, you've got the extras on top of that as well. That's not an... You, we always want to try and live with... Unfortunately, a majority of people don't live that way. And when things come up, some of us have credit cards. And we use that credit card. And then guess what? <laughs> You're paying through the nose all the interest on the fees. And it's really a catch-22 because you can't afford to pay it. And they're adding 100 or something interest on And you can't pay it. How are you ever going to get ahead? Could take you 20 years to pay off a credit card. In the United States, your average apartment can run you anywhere between 500 to 1500. 500 being more of a one bed, 1500 maybe up to three bedrooms. But again, it depends on where you live. Because if you live in New York, you could pay double or more. So these are, and it depends if it's rural versus urban living. The states you live in, New York is expensive, right? California, probably expensive. So depending on where you live, will the rent that you're going to pay. The U.S. is actually cheaper to live in. It has cheaper rent. But Canada, having better social benefits like health care, paid maternity leave, better and greater subsidization for post-secondary schools, kind of averages out everything. Uh, so, But both countries generally have around the same income. It depends on where you're spending it and how you're spending it. People spend on average around 200 a month per person on food that's bought in. So if you are spending $200 a month on food, are you getting the best bang for your buck? Statistics Canada reports that the average Canadian household spends about 214 per person on food each month per person. That doesn't include eating out. Average price of a restaurant for breakfast, you could spend about ten bucks, seven to twenty-five dollars. So if you get them big breakfast, if they're five, seven bucks, go for it. Lunch average fourteen dollars. Dinner averages around twenty, but as you know, you can spend a lot on dinner. You're not going to have a lobster for twenty bucks. Your daily food budget, according to Travel pro Profile, so if you meet all, eat all your meals in a restaurant. You should only spend $28 a day. 28 a day. I bet you your lunch, your supper with a drink would be 28 bucks. But there's travel profile says you should spend $28 a day per person. That's a budget. Moderately, it's about $44 a day, but luxury is 100 Now, if you're already eating supper out every day and you're not sticking on a light budget, you're probably spending $100 a day. $100 a day, the average household spends $200 a person for the month. And if you buy in bulk, you make cattles, you use leftovers, you can save so much more money. Getting things on sale, using coupons, then again, going to save money. So naturally, you can make substantial savings meals at the grocery store or your local market. So you can enjoy quiet breakfast. You can still get food. You can bring your own you can still purchase if they have a supermarket, get your food, make your breakfast. You can have breakfast in your room, right? You can make your sandwiches. You can even have dinner in your room. So if you are a traveler, you spend a lot of time in hotels, maybe consider looking at buying some of your purchases in a grocery store where you can eat in your room. I mean, buying a salad pre-made at a grocery store might cost you $5. 
you could probably buy the ingredients and have a lot of salads for $5. But if you go to you might spend 10 on the same thing. So you have to look at what's best for you. Another thing that we look at is, I mean, things for our household. How do you entertain yourself at home? You watch TV? You fart around on your computer? Play video games? You probably need internet, maybe satellite, maybe cable. So depending on where you live, that could cost some money, depending on the programs you get. Bell and Rogers are pretty popular in Canada, big ones. That they're only a dollar's difference. Cost you around sixty six, sixty five, sixty six dollars a month for your hundred and twenty five gigabits. 25 uh, maximum download speed at 25 and your upload speed at 10. Rogers is similar. Those are your big guys. And even if you go to the little guys, sometimes they creep up because they don't include certain things or they'll change it and then you end up spending a lot of money. So what if you want an Android box? So these Android boxes that are out there, you can get them. They can range around 65 to $300 to purchase. You need an internet service and you need a pretty good one. But if you're going to watch movies and TV, and if you want to play games or download from the Internet, you need a pretty good, fast megabyte. So on average, you're going to spend anywhere from 65 to $300, plus you need your Internet. So in satellite, they can cost you $100 a month. You could spend maybe 150 right? So look at what you're getting. If you're spending a lot of money but you're not watching a lot of TV or you find that your programs are on a lot of the similar channels. I do have a light program, lightest program I can get for my my TV, my um, satellite. I can't get cable where I'm at. And I pay $20 a month. That gets me my basic channels. That's on my one TV. I have an Android box. So I paid for it. It cost me probably 100 bucks, And I have internet, which costs me $100 a month. So I pay $120 a month for my internet which I use for work a lot of the time, at least half the time. And I can watch TV a little bit. Well, I actually, it's probably more like a 70-30. I do a lot more work than I do TV watching. But when it's down, I have nothing to do. So I have my satellite, right? Because I can't do anything if it goes down. there. kind of in a weird area. If there's bad weather, I have interruptions. If there's storms, I lose hydro. So I'm reading a book by candlelight. So I have lots of books too. And that's another thing we can do to to decrease some pay in, in our household spending. But you have to have certain things or you'd go crazy. You like TV, that's fine. Do you need all the big channels? The Android boxes can offer a lot of that stuff, but then you have to make sure you have a decent, reliable, feasible uh, internet connection. So depending on what you're doing, you spend a lot of money. And of course, another thing that we spend money on is hygiene products. God, please buy them, okay? You need them, your soaps, your maybe even clothing, uh, underwear, right? Uh, you might be buying soap, deodorant, shampoo, toothbrush, floss, uh, toothpaste. You, for us ladies, we might be buying all sorts of hair products, even the men, right? Or something, and of course, your hygiene products that you're going to use. So you could spend about $1,600 a year on that. And it could be even more depending on what you're buying. Haircuts, manicures, that's extra. That's a lot of money. You could spend sixty to two hundred dollars to get your hair done and you could spend near to sixty to eighty to get your nails done. So on average we spend about hundred and sixty dollars a month for clothes. Although middle aged adults spend about fifty dollars, maybe a little bit more. But depending on if you're a big shopper, that could be a lot more than that. Because when you think of money, if you like higher designer end things, $161 might buy you one pair of pants. I'll tell you, the way I shop, I'd have five new outfits. That's how I am. Okay. So on that note, we're going to go into the second break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about ways that we can save money to make our household more effective, more feasible, live within our means, and have a great budget. So we're going to learn how to save money in our home. You are listening to Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network today on Financially Speaking, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 
by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. You'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, today on the Inspired Choices Network. And we are discussing running our household and knowing what it's costing. So knowing the cost of our household. So we've talked a lot about what we spend money on and maybe what we shouldn't spend money on and that we should have a budget and we should know what's coming in and going out and where we can cut corners and how we can save money and how we can live within our means. And a lot of us don't. Right? Maybe we don't make enough of what's going out. I know I'm constantly struggling with that. And I'm not a person who buys extravagant things. Mostly what I purchase are needs. I have a home, three dogs, so it could cost a lot. And I like to rescue dogs. It's never going to change. So I have to make sure I have that money for certain things in my emergency fund. So, And, you know, God forbid, I'm in business for myself. I do own my own company, KC Training Plus. So I do a lot of training, development, things like that. But God forbid something goes wrong, I have to make sure I've got the proper insurance in order because I don't get paid to be off work. So if something goes wrong, I'm kind of in trouble. So uh, I have to make sure at all times I know what's going And goodness forbid you have somebody who might have a disability and they go off sick. They could be down for a long time, right? And I, and I do speak from experience there too with my back. So God forbid my back goes down and I can't function, I'm in a lot of trouble. So I have to make sure I know what's going on. So there's a lot of ways to save money. A lot of these I've been doing and have learned to do over the years and, of course, always learn something new. So the first thing we can do to save money, move your bank accounts around. Take it of perks, interest, and no fees. That's the big one. A lot of these banks are charging fees to hold your money in a bank. There was no such thing of that when I was a child. And I remember when the fees came in and they said to me at the bank, don't ever get rid of your account. You'll never pay fees. It's an old account. I pay fees just like everybody else. So that account is next to nil at this point. I've only used it for my mortgage. So it will be closing this year because I've got it down to $4. And you think, oh, what's the big deal? Four times 12. It's $48. I pay them $48 a year to hold my money. I don't get any interest on the account. None. Not a penny. Never even made that. That doesn't even exist in Canada anymore. So I certainly don't make five cents off that account. I pay $4 of my money every month for them to hold it so I can put money in and the mortgage comes out. I know, stupid. It's okay. It's the last thing I have to change. I've been changing everything over the last year. So I opened a tangerine account. No fees. I pay nothing. I have every account out there, savings, checkings, American. I have a, 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 a what do you call it, tax-free savings account, RDSP, got it all there. I can in and out of, well, except the RDSP, anything I want. Don't forget to watch your tax-free savings. You don't go over the allotted amount. And I'm not getting dinged on anything, but I have to watch what I put in and out of my other bank account for RBC because they charge me. I was paying $16 a month in fees. I know that President's Choice has a bank account that is free fees, and I know about Tangerine. I'm sure there's plenty others out there. Those are the two that I know of. So watch your bank account fees. See if you get something else. Now, Tangerine doesn't have bricks and mortar, 
but you can go to, I believe it's CIBC or Scotiabank, maybe Bank of Montreal. It's one of those and pull out money. I forget which one it is, but you can go out and pull out money, right? So, uh, and you can do that free. It doesn't charge you anything. So look at that too. If you have a business account, look at, are you getting the biggest bang for your bucks? I opened a business account not too long ago at another bank didn't realize there was a $4 fee every month to give me a written statement. Called up my girl and I said, hey, I'll go electronically. Now, I don't pay that fee every month. There's a little fee, but her, her the fee at her bank was better than the rest, so I'm with them right now. Can't open a business account with Tangerine. And I needed the business account to be in my business name because that's how the come in. And you can't cash a check in a personal account unless you have your business on it. So... That's one thing you've been talking with you. My computer's on, my phone's going, everything else is off. Looking light over me or I'd be reading in the dark. But there's lots of financial benefits to this. Less exposure, lower electric bills, more time to focus on other things. Like, I don't know, talking on a radio show, listening, (laughs) doing your business, right, making money. Another thing, stop collecting and start selling. As I mentioned, I collect pianos. Now, I'm not selling my piano collection. It's probably not worth much to anybody in the world. God forbid when I die, it'll be at an auction. Nobody wants it, but I love it. But there are other things. I used to collect spoons and all that. I sold all that because that was when I was a kid, and it wasn't my choice to do that. It's just something that happened. But I play piano, so I collect them. So that's different. But Cabbage Patch dolls, Beanie Babies, games, dolls. Barbies. Now make sure you're not giving away the farm because some of this stuff, especially in the package, little superhero things, little hot rod toy car collections, Hot Wheels, I think they're called, they could be worth money. So be get rid of the stuff, Google it or use the search engine and make sure you're not giving away the farm. I mean, I have the original Monopoly game. Apparently somebody paid $500 for it. I thought, wow, where are they? They can buy mine. But make you check things out before you start having a garage sale, yard sale, Kijiji, Craigslist, okay? But if it's just sitting collecting dust, if you don't have another purpose for it, sell it. Money left for someone else, enjoy it. How about when you go shopping? As I mentioned, write a list and stick to it. Only buy what's on your list. When you buy impulsively, you spend way more money than you should. Unplanned purses cost money. And usually a lot of money. Now, I'm not saying you go out there and you go, wow, I didn't know they were having a sale on Campbell's soup, 50 cents a can. Yeah, you're darn right. I'm going to stock up. When it's $1.29, I don't buy it. But when it's 50 cents, I stock up because I can use that soup. I make homemade soup to eat, but I like it for my casseroles. I like to use that kind of soup for my casseroles. And when it's 50 cents, and I'll wait for it, I'll buy 10 of whatever kind I need. Okay, unless there's a limit at your store. Let's go through a couple times. Repair clothing instead of tossing it. Now, out there are going, man, I'm not sewing my underwear. I'm not saying that. Throw that out, okay? But if you get a hole in your sock, you can wear them at home, right? I have thick, warm, comfy socks I wear at night because my feet get cold. When they get a hole in it, sew it up. Now, when I'm sewing up two, three holes, I'm probably going to buy a new pair. But I don't have to do that right away. I buy fairly decent socks, so they last longer. Uh, if I end up getting a hole in a pair of pants, put a cool patch. I don't know. Go with all the holes that seems to be in right now, right? Um, when you have a zipper wrapped on a $200 coat, get the zipper fixed. Don't go buy another $200 coat, right? So you can repair clothing instead of throwing it out if it's within reason. Now, if you bend over and rip the whole ass out of your pants, I'm not saying sew it. I'm saying that's probably... 20-year-old pants you should get rid of. And yes, I speak from experience. It happened to me last summer. Ben, thank God, because I just threw the pants on, didn't even have underwear on, bent over. And the only ones I got to see that were my dogs. I thought, oh my God, I started to laugh. Whole ass is out. So they're in the garbage, okay? But if it's okay to repair it, go ahead. How about negotiating rates with your credit card company? Or just transfer the balance elsewhere and get a card. A friend of mine, <laughs> she's a good little Art. she had credit cards and she had a up, but she had two that weren't so she was bouncing stuff around she negotiated with every one of those credit card companies she went down i think from like 20 percent to less than 10 because she kept threatening to cancel the card she did end up canceling two but today 
She's got two credit cards with like 8% interest. Who gets that? So you can negotiate. I know you think you can't. As long as you're making your payments, you do have some negotiating power. On the same lines of preparing your clothes, clean out your closets. You might be surprised at the clothes that you have that are in good shape wear, and you can sell them. eBay, Kijiji, Eglis, consignment shops. Maybe you got some nice funky clothing from the 60s you've been sitting on. You can donate them. You ask if you have a tax receipt and donate them for whatever value they're going to give you. Anything's better than nothing. Don't just throw them out. And if you think, oh, I don't know about that, you can donate them just because it makes you feel good. Drink more water. What? How does that save me money? First of all, drinking water is a great health benefit. That aside is saving thousands of dollars. If you're healthy, you're not sick. If you're not sick, you don't lose work. If you don't lose work, you get money. So it has financial benefits too. If you drink a big glass of water before each meal, you stay fuller longer. So you eat less. You save on a food bill, but you also feel better because you're properly hydrated and you're healthy. Another way is avoiding, I know the good stuff, convenience foods, fast foods, or what I call fat foods. Let's face it, they're not, they have no nutritional value. I know I'll eat a salad. Yeah, okay, well, that's fine. How's the dressing? So instead of going out eating fast food, make some prepackaged dinners. I'll tell you, I know if you like, let's go with McDonald's breakfast. You know those uh, sausage, egg, bacon, McMuffins? Well, I make what's called cloud bread, carb-free almost. I make that bunch of those little round McMuffins, I call them. And I'll cook a bunch of eggs because I make them for like three or four days. I cook my eggs. I put them all on. I have a dab of ketchup, salt or sugar reduced. I make low-sodium turkey bacon because that's what I like. I'll put that on and I'll take a piece of real cheese, put half a piece of cheese on, and I make them all up. I put them in a container and I'll have two of them for breakfast when I'm on the go, when I have a busy week and I don't have time for breakfast. For those of you that are looking for health-conscious, you're looking at like, I don't know, 10 carbs per one, if that. I don't even think it's that many. I think it's five. But hardly any calories. And oh my God, they're so good. Now, I could go through McDonald's and buy them. I don't even know what they cost anymore. Maybe $3 or more. These don't cost me a dollar. So it's cost effective. It's healthy. They're delicious. And if you want to learn how to make cloud bread, Google that. It's really good stuff. Not eating out saves me a ton of money for my bank account, cost effective, and it keeps me healthy. And if I'm healthy, I can work. I'm, I'm effective. I'm making money. My finances don't suffer. So it's kind of that circle of staying healthy. Okay, let's go to the last break of the show. When we come back, I'm going to give you a little bit more tips that can help you to save money in your household. So you're listening to uh, Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook. And today we are discussing the financial cost of running our household. So we've talked a lot about 
where our expenses are, and we've been talking about some cost-effective tips in our household. So some just to start listing off some ways that you can save money in the household, uh, to continue our talk, I'm just going to start running them off for you in the last uh, few minutes of the show. If you are still a smoker, quit smoking. We've talked about the health benefits, but the cost is casseroles. Make casseroles. Make lots of them. So when you make a casserole, make a quadruple batch. You'll have food all week. And I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but the longer it sits, the better it gets. Turn off the lights. So if you're not in a room, turn it off. If you're not outside, turn off the lights. If you're in a room, do you need all the lights on? What are you doing with the lights? Maximize your yard sales. Right, Yard sales are a great way to make money, great way to have deals, but they're a great place to buy things. But make sure you need the stuff. Don't just buy it because it's a good deal. Right, Somebody else's junk could be your treasure, but make sure the treasure is something that you can use. Using LED lights makes a lot of sense. They save a lot of money. They are a little bit to purchase more than your normal lights, but in the long run, you can save on one bulb, you can save more than $45 a year. Install programmable thermostats, right? So if you have those, they will help cut down on the energy usage. So they're actually kind of smart because they'll cut down when you're not here. So when you're here, you can have it a little warmer. So if you go on vacation, it can hold a lighter temperature because you're not here anyway. So why heat it up? Buying quality appliances that will last. So make sure that they're energy efficient, they're cost effective, and make sure they last. And if you have the warranty, make sure you use it if something goes wrong. Don't forget about it. Cleaning and changing your air filter, whether it be in your furnace, cost effective, or in your vehicle. So when you need your oil changes, your your uh, car maintenance, make sure you get it because you're losing money every time you don't do this. Uh, quit using credit cards. So if you're a person who just can't pay off the credit card each month, don't because it's a bad habit to pay money you shouldn't have to pay. It could be $100 a month or more. And your meals around the grocery store's flyers. If they have stuff on sale, buy it that week and make your meals there. If you want something different, wait till it goes on sale. It will. Within a month, everything hits the sales sheet. Price match, price match, price match. You save tons of money price matching. There's never a time, no matter if I go for two things, I don't price match something. I save lots of money. And make your own when you can. You can go spend 2 3 $4 on a loaf, 5 on a specialty loaf of bread. You can make it for less than a buck. And I'm going to tell you, nothing like the smell and taste of homemade bread. And it's easy to make. There's recipes everywhere. Do a maintenance run on your appliances. Make sure they're running. Make sure they're clean. Make sure there's no dust, no clogging. Make sure you get away all of the debris because they run more effectively and in the long run they save you money. Keep your hands clean. How does that keep you cost effective? Keep keeps you healthy, keeps you working, keeps the money coming in. Give the gift of labor or love. So if you have a neighbor that has a child, you have a swap babysitting. You have dogs, swap dog service. Holiday shopping, do it after the holidays, right? For the next year, you save tons of money tasks. Declutter some of your house. You can make some money on stuff you just don't use or need, stuff that's collecting dust. You know those filler gifts people like to buy you? Oh, I got you a little picture. Of who? Like, I'll sell it, right? Generic brands versus the other brands. I know there's some things you might not like, but mustard and relish, I don't have a problem with. Right, things like that. Preparing meals at home, we talked about. Life insurance. Look at your term, your life insurance, your whole insurance, which one works best for you. Making sure you have fuel-efficient cars, right? Uh, don't throw out leftovers. That's throwing out food. You can eat leftovers as they were. You can infuse them in a casserole. You can make a new meal out of a leftover. Everything in a leftover, you can put in and make a taco, right? Anything works. Uh, brown bagging your lunch versus eating out. We talked about that. Dressingly, I don't mean going naked. I mean, if you're going to go out and buy clothes, so say you lost a lot of weight or gained either way or you've moved somewhere, it's hot or colder, you have to buy a new wardrobe. Try and get clothes that you can wear more than one outfit with. So get clothes that you can mix and match and put together. 
So they might be different clothes that you can put together and you could have like 10 different outfits. Okay. Um, ask, don't be afraid to ask for help and encouragement from your inner circle, your friends, your family, because I know cutting down is tough and if feeling discouraged, sit down and talk to your people, the people who love you, the people you love, the people that care about you. Tell them you're trying to trim your spending and you'd love it if they could offer suggestions and support. Pay attention to what personal insights that are really going to help your situation. And at the very least, they're going to understand your situation better. We all get into trouble, no matter what it is. So if it's financial, it can be helped. Okay. And of course, you can do a few things myself. My bathroom taps went down. I fixed them. I bought it. I fixed it. Me hundreds of dollars if someone come in. But I did it, and it worked well. And sometimes you can do a little bit of home and car maintenance. You can clean your car yourself. I don't suggest bleeding your brakes and changing your oil, unless you can. But I can, I clean my car. I can detail my car. I can clean a few, I can do a few things in my home. I can clean my home. So that saves time. Buying in bulk can save money if it's effective for you and your family. Packing for road trips. If you're going away, going into, I don't know, Canada's Wonderland, Disney, things like that, take in your food. Go to your motorhome, eat your food. It's a lot cheaper. Look at your cell phone bill. How much do you really need? Try and minimize that. And if you are a person in student loans, you can consolidate them if it works well to get lower rates. And cleaning supplies, shampoos, you can make them. I mean, I don't go that far. I do buy cheaper. But that can save money. And, of course, don't speed. It's more cost-effective when you're not running those RPMs up in the car. And never give up. Okay, Never give up trying to save money. Whenever you struggle against debt, it does feel like it's too much. Read a financial blog. Talk to your financial advisor. Talk to your inner circle. And remember, there are people out there that are fighting the same fight. A lot of us are fighting with you to keep our finances under control. Read around through the archives. Learn some new things. And maybe, perhaps, get inspired to keep going no matter what. On that note, the end of the show has come. I wish you all the best in financial success this week. Join us next week where we'll have some more tips on some new things for you. Have a great week and save lots of money. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.